0: Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw.
1: Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Bill Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We're going to talk about Raw in just a little bit, as well as a report about the contentious creative meeting that preceded last night's raw but first want to give a quick reminder here thursday we've got a brand new episode of the numbers don't lie aka going in raw math the show and you can get there by becoming an exclusive member of friendo club tv at patreon.com forward slash steve and larson at five dollars a month or by throwing us a twitch sub or by clicking join on the youtube becoming a youtube channel member we will be live today at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern for power rank things that need to happen at all out you can watch that live as well so that should be a lot of fun and speaking of all out of course this coming weekend we will be doing all out uh, uh live for our reactions uh and that should be a lot of fun uh, I think we're going to do it at the Twitch now. Yesterday we said the YouTube, and now we're saying the Twitch. But we're going to get that solid by the time yeah. uh, it rolls around. Just follow yes. us on the Twitch and and sub to us at the YouTube, and you'll know exactly Yeah, we're then we'll say be. something
2: on the Twitter about which one we're going to do it at.
1: <laughs> exactly. We'll probably do it 10 minutes before the show. Totally. Um, that's just how we operate here at Going In Raw. That's why you guys love us, right? Uh, so there's that. And then uh, also, so is this is this firm tomorrow uh, in support of uh, Twitch? Get your your shit together uh, with all these uh, hate raid bot stuff going on. We're gonna in solidarity with the other people doing this stuff. We're getting on, isn't it tomorrow? I think it's Wednesday's. I think it's tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna take our programming, our NXT review, and do a live over on YouTube, and then our AEW one. Live on YouTube as well. Is that happening tomorrow? I think it is. In any event. Whatever day. Yeah, Asian Mirror says it's tomorrow. And I, I trust Asian Mirror. I think it's Asian Mirror's birthday or something. I think I saw that on Twitter. Oh, really? Anyways, happy birthday, Asian Happy Mirror. birthday. Yeah. So, anyways, whatever that situation is with Twitch, man, they need to get their act together. They Maggie do. says it they is. Really I trust do. Maggie. She might be a snake, but I trust Maggie. Yeah, I do, too. Um, so, yeah, tomorrow we're going to be doing all of our live stuff on YouTube for the day. We're going to be shutting down our Twitch for the day. Uh, But we are on the road to 1,500 subs there at Twitch. We're like 300 and
2: stuff away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 80 away or so. Yeah. uh, From doing another 24 hour stream. Oh, gosh. Like secretly, I'm hoping that we get to like 1,475. So we don't have to do the the 24 hour stream, but we get all that Twitch sub revenue. But we
2: basically get the goal. Basically.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh so anyways, uh before we get into it, once again, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the the thumbs up too. Uh because it oh, helps yeah. us. Yeah, helps us to like do button. stuff. We're I, I didn't want I don't want to bring it up that much. But we're almost at hundred and ninety-seven thousand subscribers on YouTube. Well, that's know. new it's, territory it's been for like us.
2: A three year three year story arc here.
1: It's all and, and that's not that if we if we keep up these numbers. We're not that far away from 200,000, which we've been do, chasing.
2: What are we going to do if we get 200,000 subs?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, did you get a shakaroni. I'm going to get a shakaroni for all out anyways.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's but, no hey, motivation now for people to sub if they haven't yet.
1: At 200,000, I'll get you the, what, two pizzas I owe you.
2: Well, you're supposed to get me those anyways if, after I win uh, the draft this in October.
1: Okay, now we got it here. You're right, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Sinister says 48 hour live. Hard stream.
2: no. Not going to happen.
1: 48 Mm-mm. hour live stream. Mm-mm. I like it. I like it. Anyways, uh, yeah, one week live stream. Uh-uh. Uh, anyways, this is this this conversation about our numbers and what what we're going to do is getting very contentious, Larson. Yeah, seemingly. speaking of contentious, speaking of contentious. <laughs> apparently, according to PW Insider, uh, in advance of yesterday's raw Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Vince McMahon was not happy. So PW Insider uh, was told by several WWE's creative that Vince McMahon, extremely unhappy with the original plans for Monday Night Raw, which were advertised, by the way, Yes, ripped up the script several times. Do you think that's literally... Do you think there he has paper in his hands?
2: I doubt He's, it. I'm guessing most of the stuff is on some sort of digital format, either a laptop or a tablet or something.
1: And he has a again, his you never
2: pad. know. You never know. Maybe yeah. they do print off a bunch of stuff and hand out to people. I don't know.
1: It's all old school and shit. Uh, so, yeah, including the original plans and then the initial rewrite. So there was the original plans, which included, according to advertisements, Lashley versus Sheamus. Yes. Uh, Miz versus, versus Morrison. Versus. Yeah. Um, I think the open challenge was uh, the priest's open challenge was always a thing
2: The open the show. Yeah. Yeah. And then Eva yeah. Marie versus Dewdrop was advertised
1: and kind that of was happened. a thing kind of, happened. kind of, uh, so, uh, PW insider was told that McMahon started, uh, requesting new ideas. Give me some new shit. Some of which we are told were good and others not so good, but he rejected everything pitched to him before decreeing the new plans for last night's episode until uh 6 p.m eastern so 3 p.m our time
2: yeah so two hours two before hours the, before, before the, the show, show goes started. live yeah
1: there was no official direction or plan for the episode and this is the most interesting bit one source who went through the process described it as quote the loudest and angriest they'd ever seen mcmahon on a show day wow how i'm all throw this one and given that we know the turnover rate for writers is usually pretty short. This guy could have been there for like three weeks and he had never seen him get this louder. Entirely before. possible.
2: I mean, this could have only been um, like the fourth or fifth time that McMahon had been in the venue for... I don't know how much he travels anymore, you know? I don't know if he's Yeah, I have no idea. Not.
1: I mean, this could have been like, you know, the fifth loudest or angriest this year and this writer had only been there a couple weeks or a couple months. Yeah. Um. So, but still, you know all all you know all, all that taken into consideration i didn't think raw was terrible um i thought that it did it seemed to have in my ability. Like, i'm just i thought the opening had a bit of a spring in its step um i thought there were some matches that were just really really good um there was some weird stuff going on like with charlotte and nia jax yeah. that was weird that was weird uh and then some of it was sort of just par for the course what you'd expect out of a raw I don't know. What do you think?
2: Um, The U.S. title stuff was all pretty solid. I mean, I thought the opening segment was a little long, served its purpose, though. A little clunky in how it was constructed, but all in all. Actually, I think the only issue I really have with the opening segment is when Lashley's like, I want U.S. title, and then pivots to tag title saying, I don't need the U.S. title after all. Why not have them all? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, I still want that U.S. title, but I can get a tag title tonight for sure. Yeah, I'll do that, then, then focus on the U.S. title some other time. You know? Was like if, here, the whole Lashley.
1: Oh, sorry, go ahead. What if he pulled double duty? What if he was in That's that as saying. a four way, and then yeah, that'd be cool.
2: And then you know, because um, uh, I, I guess if the whole idea with having this segment, everybody wanted to go after the U.S. title, and then having Damian Priest pin Drew McIntyre clean is to elevate the U.S. title, uh, and then having Lashley kind of say, eh, tag title instead," it kind of undermines that a little bit, just a little, sure. Just sure. a little bit. I yeah, could if, see that. If point. he had just said, "Okay, I'll I'll go after that in a bit," but you tell me I, could, I have a guaranteed tag title shot tonight. Sure, I'll take that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, I can I could see small that. Quibble. I could see that point of view. I think you're right. I think you're right in that it definitely was like sort of an oddly constructed. So because before Pierce and Sony got out, it was obvious nobody knew what to say. It was just like people were just rambling over each other, or there were like moments of silence. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. But yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, to me. To for me personally, that's a bit of a small couple. Everybody seemed to be like into what they were doing in yeah. that opening se- segment. Um. And I really love that uh, that they're really doing what they can. Uh. To to make something out of Priest. Uh-huh. Uh I think that he's clearly gonna be the top solo babyface once Drew McIntyre 1,000% goes to SmackDown. Yeah, he's going if, to SmackDown. If they've decided nothing else, they've decided that Drew McIntyre is headed to SmackDown yes. to feed him to Roman Reigns again. Yes. Um. And uh, and he definitely sort of passed so, that torch to So
2: I can definitely see the, this kind of happening uh, over the course. Of the next, I don't know, how long is WrestleMania? Eight months? Eight months. So they're setting up maybe, I don't know if it's immediate or in the near future, something between Orton and Lashley. Yeah. Would not be shocked if Orton picks up that belt. Riddle Same. wins the Royal Rumble. We get Riddle and Orton at Mania for the title, and then uh, they're all, all the talk of building up a heel Keith Lee, having a heel Keith Lee Riddle feud sometime next year for the WWE Championship. Would not I think surprise that'd be,
1: me. I think that'd be great. And I think you're right. I think you know when I say Priest is the top singles babyface, it's clear that Riddle riddles the dude right now like it you can feel it you can totally feel it like number one they have really paired his rambly stuff backstage like the addition of Orton has really focused it so that it's yeah. legitimately funny like yeah. what he says is legitimately funny um he the crowd obviously loves him mm-hmm. and and yeah having him with Orton uh and Orton going after Lashley I was thinking the exact same thing. And the only the only question is how do you do it? You know, it, it, if if Riddle wins the rumble, maybe that's the way. Yeah. If uh, Riddle does, you know, sit too close to the learning tree and turns on Orton, I'm not sure if people would really be into that. Uh, maybe you'd have Orton turn on Riddle yeah. to sort of cut that off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if he sees Riddle start to move up in terms of like their tag matches together, if Orton sees, oh man, this guy is really learning a lot from me, and he's really becoming the dominant force in the tag team. Orton picks up that uh, that WWE title, and he he doesn't like what he sees with Riddle, so he tries to take him out before he becomes a problem. Yeah, or um, it could be
2: the situation where Orton wins the belt, and then Riddle wins the rumble while they're still a tag team, mm-hmm. and you know Orton sees Riddle as an immediate, as an obvious immediate threat for what mm-hmm. he prizes most, which is the title. Yep. You know.
1: Yeah, that could be. Um, But uh, but yeah, I think that's definitely a story that they can they can tell. It's sort of the reason why I thought that Riddle had a good chance at that uh, at that money in the bank. I kind of feel like him with the money in the bank right now would be a lot more interesting than currently what they're doing. With Biggie and the Money in the Bank, which is kind of nothing, but hopefully they have a plan for that, and that'll so. you know Hope see so. him through the draft and all that kind of stuff, see him Definitely. get back with the new day. Definitely. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean yeah, there was the, you had mentioned in the pre-show that there was a bit of a slow a uh, uh, chunk of time towards the uh, this after the U.S. title match, which was
2: great, which is absolutely fantastic, which was
1: a great match, which was a great match. Yeah, um, the show kind of yeah, got
2: bogged down a bit until. I mean, the, the Naya-Charlotte match was interesting just because it kind of fell apart. But really, kind of the show kind of got bogged down till Xavier Woods versus AJ Styles.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
1: Yeah right. Yeah, because that Amos Morrison match was not great. It's it's you're starting to see the limits of Amos, mm-hmm. uh, and they are vast. Um, I mean, a big dude like that who I, I'm sure he's probably taken bumps, but I, I, so far, like I don't know. We're good. at some point, it's going to be a big deal when somebody makes that dude bump.
2: Exactly. I mean, in that match, there was a couple instances where he didn't seem like he was in the place he was supposed to be. You know. Yeah. And yeah. and you know, I mean, I imagine some of that just comes with experiences. Is, is you get the reps and you learn, you know, where you're supposed to be during certain spots. And so you think go putting go
1: him, yeah. Sorry, you'd think putting him in there with a guy like Morrison. The, the thought probably was, you know, much like Styles. Hey, this guy will be able to you well, know get a good match.
2: I mean, if the show wasn't really written until an hour or two before, and Morrison was planning on having a match with the Miz, and they were working the match out. If he had to have a match with the Moss, they might not have had a whole lot of time to actually work through stuff
1: before the show in the ring. You know, it sort of feels like it was just, "Hey, uh, just sort of be your big man, dominant self, and then I'll dance around you." Because that's kind of what the match was. Yeah, um, I did appreciate though. I I hadn't heard this before. Had you seen? Had you heard this before? Had a Moss ever said, "This is my house," Mm-mm. or this is? Did he say, "This is my house," or this is the house that I built? Oh, I would that. He said, Yeah, it was right before he delivers the finish. He yells at him, uh, this okay, he said, This is my house, which I know it was like a page thing, but more importantly, AJ Styles would refer to SmackDown as a house that I built. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's taking a cue from AJ's catchphrase, mm-hmm. old mm. catchphrase. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll just go ahead and dive into it. Sure, sure. Uh Damian Priest comes out for his open challenge. He says he's planning on Carrying on the tradition of the US title, referencing guys like Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and John Cena. He calls for the open challenge. Seamus comes out and he, uh, Seamus is cracking me up in this current iteration of his character because he seems slimier. He sort of hunches. I was going to say he's bit. changed his posture. That's ex- yeah, exactly. There's we, one bit. He talks, when he talks, he kind of leans into people like that. He sort of leans into people, my gold, you know? And he yeah. like, yeah. he, when he was, he was on the apron and he sort of points at the gold and he's leaning on the rope with this hunch. And it's a great, it's very much like a, I don't know. He's got that mask on. He's like a grotesque sort of, you know, qu- a quirky uh, one-liner movie villain. You remember you
2: know? the, the Werner Herzog movie, Aguirre, The Wrath of God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Klaus Kinski's performance, he would move like that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like a Quasimodo type thing. Well, he had very
2: exaggerated posture and very stylized movements. You know, that's what I was was thinking when I I saw Sheamus last night.
1: Uh, So Sheamus comes in. I love it. I love that he's doing that. So he comes out and he says his bro kick is going to get that title back for him. Uh, Drew comes out, says, you know, I've had all the other titles, but never the United States title. So I want to answer the open challenge. Oh, what's up, NerdCube? Dan, oh, hello, Dan, has raided our Twitch stream. What's up, Dan? My Hi, goodness, Dan. raids, raids from all over uh, uh, the friend-overs today. Uh, so uh, Lashley comes out. MVP says maybe Bobby Lashley wants to be a double champ, uh, and then RK Bro comes out. Randy says uh, Riddle. I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I think you'd agree with me that everything MVP just said sucked and uh so riddle says some funny stuff orton calls lashley greedy he wants something he can't have a second title and lashley says hey i do want a second title but maybe instead of that one i should take your tag
2: title." that could be a bit of foreshadowing for brandy orton there
1: mm-hmm. uh, riddle says him and orton should uh he says yeah we should have an open challenge against you two yeah. and horton says yeah it's not really how open challenges work man and mvp says no no no, no. Well, yeah let's do that let's do that he opened his mouth so he stuck his flip-flop in it and uh so the talks just sort of break down sony and pierce come out they make the matches drew versus priest versus Sheamus for the u.s title and uh, hurt business versus rk bro mm-hmm. for the tag titles so that sets up two big matches for the night
2: And then Rhea Ripley uh, comes out. I'm
1: like, is she going to get involved in all this? I thought she was going to do an open challenge or something. Yeah.
2: But she just had a match next. Before her match against Shayna Baszler, she introduces Nikki A.S.H. Nikki's in her corner. And, Mm -hmm. of course, Nia Jax is in Shayna's corner. Uh, And then Nia gets on the mic and says, I'm not sure what my tag partner's going to do against Rhea. But she says she's going to splat Rhea and Nikki all over the ring, and she'll do the same against Charlotte later on. Uh, Shayna... Starts working Rhea's arm pretty early on. Eventually, though, Rhea catches a kick, hits a bunch of stuff. Uh, Northern Light suplex, gets a two-count, and then Shayna goes right back to Rhea's arm. Uh, Rhea goes for a riptide. Shayna escapes that. Meanwhile, ringside, Nia's laying out. Nikki hits her with a and drop on the floor. Uh, Shayna tries to roll up Rhea. Instead, Rhea reverses uh, the roll-up into a roll-up of her own to get the win. And then Nia, before like the rest hand even hits the mat for three, is in the ring, just destroys Rhea from behind with a clothesline, and then hits her with a Simone drop as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, Shayna didn't look too happy about the whole thing, but probably just because no. she got the loss there. But Well, she uh, wasn't but, happy
2: yeah. when Nia when said beforehand, like, I don't know what my tag partner's going to do about defeating Rhea. She pretty much said that Shayna was going to lose.
1: You yeah. Know? And, well, you know, Nia, evidently, new gimmick, Nostradamus. <laughs> she said, my partner's going to lose, and I'm going to wipe the floor with all of you, and then things are going to get really nasty with Charlotte. It's like she read the script beforehand. It seems that way. Uh right? after that we had a, sort of an old school Viking Raiders promo with the red light thing, and they seem to be back in, in full form raid, raid, raid. After that, we had the Viking Raiders versus gender and Veer. This was interesting because Ginder ended up eating the pin yeah. on a Viking experience. Yeah. So I they're protecting Veer, apparently, man.
2: Yeah, I don't I mean I, I was kind of thinking that maybe we get more story out of Gender and Drew, but at the same time, it's not like what the creative came up with is all that great. Like the whole motivating uh, force behind the feud seemingly was to promote a, a motorcycle toy. Um,
1: Mission accomplished. Maybe they sold their nut. Maybe they, uh, maybe. you know, sold their quota.
2: And they're like, "All right, that we we achieve what we wanted to with the storyline. Moving on, you know.
1: Maybe they overperformed. They're like, "Wow, we sold out of the motorcycle in three days." You guys didn't even need to have that SummerSlam match because they That's never right. really brought the motorcycle back up.
2: No, so they must have it just sold became about of
1: them. the sword. Then they were like, let's focus on the sword because they were selling a toy sword at a yeah,
2: Superstore. Yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, at a Superstore.
1: So uh, uh, yeah, interesting. After that, oh my gosh, Drew versus Sheamus versus Priest. This match, if you Hell had to watch match. any match on Raw, it'd be this one. Oh, a thousand percent. This was great. This went through what like two or three commercial breaks. This is it was a pay per view quality belt. It was. It was super physical. Uh, and there's all sorts of great bits. The ones that I wrote down here, Drew doing that trio woe bit where he curls up to hit a German, but but Sheamus already had Priest in like a suplex position, so the it was all ripple effect. It was like a trio-woe,
2: German suplex, superplex combo thing. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty
1: awesome. Uh, uh, so the finish, sort of down the finish, we see Damian Priest trying for a reckoning on uh, McIntyre. Sheamus hits a brogue kick, sending Priest out, Drew hits Future Shock DDT on Seamus. Loads up a claymore on Seamus, but Sheamus counters one of those great V triggers of his. Yeah, he gets two with that. They go up top. Seamus hits White Noise from the top. Priest breaks it up. The TV was the TV direction was kind of crap here because you didn't really see Priest break it up. They because went to he had replay. To dive back, back in the
2: ring to do it. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was nowhere to be found. Like on the replay, you look, he was nowhere to be found till the very last second. So good yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, and then Priest wants a reckoning on Sheamus. Drew comes in with the claymore, but Priest sort of moves out of the way because Sheamus is getting out of the reckoning position. Mm-hmm. So it hits Sheamus. He's out. Drew hits a Glasgow kiss on Priest. Priest, they, a uh, uh, jockey back and forth a little bit. Priest gets a reckoning on Drew for three clean. Uh, and after the match, Drew shakes Priest's hand. Yeah. And uh, basically just said, It's a huge hey, deal.
2: Hey. It's a huge deal for Damian to It's a clean yeah. win over, over Drew McIntyre on TV because Drew does not lose on TV. Does yeah. not. Yeah. I, I could yeah. probably count on one hand the number of losses he's had on actual TV. It,
1: it's no, it's deal. massive. It's, it's totally massive. Deal.
2: Yeah. And yeah, Drew's totally going to SmackDown. Uh, after that, we had a Goldberg interview. I think this was a digital exclusive. Uh, he says he's got to have knee surgery after his match at SummerSlam. He calls Lashley an SOB for what he did uh, to Gage. Uh, says Gage's shoulder is messed up, his neck hurts. So he says, now uh, I'm not coming for the WB title. I'm coming for Lashley's soul, and I'll rip it from his chest.
1: Yeah, it's so, been since June. Uh, let's see here, Riddle. Pinned uh, Drew, but who knows what kind of shenanigans were going on Was that a tag on
2: match or a one-on-one match?
1: That was a one-on-one match. All right. All right. Uh, Riddle pinned him, but there had to have been some shenanigans there because you're right. Like Drew never loses on TV. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. I just was curious about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember they made a huge deal when Drew got pinned by. It was like Lashley or, or something? Or Lashley on.
1: TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah,
2: it was a pretty massive deal uh, after that. We had another segment with Reggie and the 24-7 title uh, You know, this is kind of more or less the same thing they've done in previous weeks Just not as interesting, you know, the whole thing is designed about what kind of uh, Interesting ways Reggie could escape our truth and Tazawa. Uh, is what this, this did not seem as interesting, you know, just didn't
1: I do Do you think they filmed all these in like one day and they have a whole month's worth?
2: That's entirely possible.
1: Or do they just do stuff I don't day, know if like that
2: park, because last yeah. night Raw was in Oklahoma City. I don't know if that park is actually in Oklahoma City or not. Or, yeah, as oh, you yeah, that's a good they, point. You know, yeah. take a day and, and shoot two or three of these little vignettes. I mean, you can see the skyline of whatever city they're in behind them. I just don't yeah, know what it was. It
1: wouldn't shock me if they just had, okay, yeah, guys, go out. You got two hours. Go do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm tired of these. I'm tired of these. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know. I mean, they, they don't take a lot of time. It's not like it, you know. It's like if you watch the Hulu version, you're not going to watch this. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is when it could really use being uh, your old idea for the television title, the network title, which is where, you know, it's all just a title. It's, it's show It just shows up randomly. Like, it just cuts into the feed of whatever you're watching on the network, mm-hmm. which would be probably kind of annoying, to be honest with you. But I think it's a great idea because um, all of a sudden you just see action going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need this on my TV. well here's the
2: it's, thing with that is you could just shoot a bunch of that stuff have it in the can and then just mm-hmm. run it randomly or you know schedule it to appear to yeah. run randomly on the network you know
1: yeah yeah i don't know i mean last week it was really cool you're right if they kept on escalating the cool stuff that reggie does that's that's what you want to see but like this week he got up on like the 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 park structure thing and uh, and then he just sort of got down he couldn't think of anything cool to do that wouldn't probably blow out his knees or something
2: well, I think the cooler stuff happened when they got on that bridge when he was kind of cornered by Truth yeah. and Tozawa where he did the flip over Tozawa and kind of like leaped from handrail to handrail to escape our Truth. That was pretty. That was pretty neat.
1: Like honestly, if you're not going to use a hidden trampoline, don't even do anything because the hidden <laughs> trampoline spots are the best. Uh, after that, we had uh, what was supposed to be Marie versus Dewdrop. Um, curious to get your thoughts on this one. So before the uh, so. Before the bell rings, uh, Eva Marie has her back turned and is talking to the ref. Drop attacks her, completely annihilates her with what could have been just a straight-up match, um, hits her finish on her, counts her own three because the ref's sitting there like, the match isn't even happening right now. And then Drop goes down as the ref says, yeah, Eva Marie cannot compete in this match. And she gets a match, says the winner of this match, Drop, which I'm fine with because Drop is destroying people, and that's great. But what's the caveat here? They're they even re already eaten a pin, like to Alexa Bliss. That yeah, was I, don't, I don't
2: understand. I don't understand. I don't. This, this what's is a situation where it's like, okay, we're gonna do something with story. What? I don't know. But let's just keep it going. We'll, we'll figure it out later. All right. How do we handle tonight? Have the match, but don't have an
1: actual match. Like they had. If you were gonna do this, if you were gonna do this, do do this with Nia Jax and Charlotte. Because now Nia Jax has an actual win over Charlotte in a match. And it's like, okay, well, this was, by the way, technically a championship contender match, the Nia Jax-Charlotte. Uh,
2: they just didn't advertise it as such, yes.
1: But, like, Drop versus Eve Marie. I mean, I guess they want to just extend it. So they just did this. That's the thing. Yeah. Not it's going to be goofy, too. It's going to be like, Eve Marie's going to get a lawyer or some shit like that. be you know, It's going it's it's gonna, to be goofy. And
2: it's not going to be good. Just have the match, you know. Just have the match.
1: Have the match. Have the on. match.
2: Uh, then we got a, a Charlotte interview. Uh, she's asked about Nia's statements earlier in the evening, and she just says Nia's a monster. But she's going to slay that monster tonight. 12-time champion. Long live the queen.
1: Even this interview seemed like, oh, I'm checked out. She, like, she was like, yeah, I'm it not into short this hole. Because last she's week, like...
2: here's the thing. She dropped two promos last week, so we are like, all right, you get one <laughs> short one this week.
1: Yeah, right. you he did yours last week. He, yeah. You hit your quota. Uh, yeah, but after that, before we got to that match, which is a little bit later, we had Karrion Cross. <clears throat> now his straps stayed on, and they looked a little bit better. They weren't as bright red. Yeah, they, they uh, kind of
2: toned down the, the brightness.
1: Yeah, bit. they brought down the saturation. He still looks
2: so self-conscious wearing all that stuff.
1: He looks like he would rather be anywhere else. He thinks to himself, man. Remember that time in Impact when I wasn't happy and I just stopped doing anything there? That's, that's a vacation. That's like a holiday. That's like Christmas compared to what's going on now. He still got the win over Umberto Carrillo. He choked him out, but Umberto got his shit in. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, yeah. he got his offense in.
2: So let me ask you something. Yeah. So they seem to make, a, uh, outside of, of, of the matches against Keith Lee, or the match, they said one, right? They said one
1: match. Him and Keith Lee, they'd split they split wins. They did split.
2: Okay, they had two. So apart from those two matches, uh, they've had Karrion Cross, Russell, High Flyers. Hardy, mm-hmm. Ricochet, sure. Carrillo. Uh, I would have to think that's intentional. If that's intentional, where is that leading?
1: Oh, It's probably, I would hesitate to think it's story related. It's just it looks more impressive when he's able to throw around smaller, lighter be. guys. That could
2: be. Or is he going to go through a stretch where he's beating all the high flyers and then he's going to go through a stretch where he's he's beating, I don't know, kind of like heavyweights and then he's going to step up start beating super heavyweights or something? I'm just trying to put it together. Like, I'd hope there's a
1: story they're trying to tell here that's maybe reading too much into it. He's an attraction. He's a big guy. We put him in there with small guys. Yeah, sorry, I forgot that Bruce
2: Pritchard's writing the stuff.
1: And he looks—he's an attraction. He's a big guy. That's—that's <laughs> that's the extent of it. It'd yeah. be cool. It'd be cool if he was moving his way through weight classes, but I kind of doubt it. This yeah, is I w- doubt it. Too. The he looks great the throwing trial. around smaller guys. He's an attraction.
2: I find some semblance of a story being told here, but
1: <laughs> he's
2: an attraction.
1: He's an attraction.
2: So yeah, Cross got the win. Saito suplex. Cross jacket career taps uh then we get a naya jacks interview she says she's gonna crush charlotte and anyone who gets in her way uh he says hey you saw what i did to Rhea and nikki and then she says i'm gonna take charlotte's invisible crown and shove it up her royal behind
1: here's you remember that time we did that uh, uh the, the internet darling show it was like hey what's a what's a wrestling opinion an unpopular wrestling opinion you have here's mine these days i really like Nia jacks She has this air about her. I just don't give a shit. She does, (laughs) but like in a good, in like kind of a good way. Not like a carrying cross. Like I don't feel like going to the gym today. Way it's like Nia Jax. She she seems like she'll beat your ass in that. Like this match. This match. Okay, before the match, uh, RK Bro backstage, uh, Riddle. He's talking about the. How did he get on the subject of his resume?
2: Um, So he's like, hey, if we beat MVP and Lashley, it'd do a lot to enhance our tag team resumes. And he says, I always had a hard time putting my resume together. And he starts listing off a bunch of things he's good at about graduating high school, so on and so forth. Um, And Orton says, hey, the only thing you need to be good at today is being my partner. Let me do what I do and we'll win. And Riddle says, I won't let you down. And he starts listing off a bunch of other things that he's good at, like eating
1: and growing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i like when he said graduated high school and orton said are you sure about that yeah. they have such great chemistry I like when riddle
2: it, riddle says oh randy you're tall you must eat a lot too or you must be good at eating too
1: randy does like he's able to hide it really well but you can tell that dude wants to crack up i know at this know. entire thing and it's kind of awesome um So, anyways, let's talk about this Nia Jax versus Charlotte match. Uh, Nia really does have this thing about her. I mean, obviously, this is going to be the next feud for Charlotte. Yeah. But, like... The, the bit where it got test where it got testy so Nia is using early on charlotte's being really sort of coy right yeah, yeah. like she's, she's playing with her she's getting out of the ring getting back into the ring eventually Nia is able to sort of take over with just her power like yeah. she's does a lot of shoulder tackles etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah um at one point naya showboats who start doing the rikishi thing slapping her butt Charlotte's able to take advantage of that sort of showboating, get a headlock in and hold on to it for a good period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an ugly match, but I kind of dig it at this point because it is ugly. And it's like you get the feeling that these two kind of don't like each other. But it might be also the kind of thing that like they respect each other and they're just messing with each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they're just it's like remember that stretch when like Morrison and Sheamus were having those matches and it's like. These guys are just kind of stiffing each other a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 It's kind of cool to watch. Like, sometimes wrestlers just want to throw a little heavier. Yeah. And this looked kind of like that. Like, it was wasn't none of it was pretty at all.
2: No, no, no. Even before, it started getting a bit chippy. So it kind of feels mm-hmm. like things started to turn a little bit because Nia hits Charlotte with, like, a, a, a belly to back, but Nia doesn't fall with Charlotte. She just kind of dumps Charlotte on her back yeah. and more so on her shoulders. Yeah. And so the match kind of continues. Uh, Charlotte goes for a moonsault. Nia gets her knees up hits a smoke and drop goes for a leg drop charlotte evades hits a boot and then they start
1: kind of like hitting each other throws yeah, they slap s- some shots they sort of stand there and charlotte like sort of slaps naya upside her head a little bit and catches some of her hair that's that seemed to have been and naya gets this look on my, on her face like oh you really don't want to do that with me like you really want to do that and charlotte looks like she's fucking with her and so like she they slap at each other and it just looks it looks real. It's clunky. And it's really clunky. It's, it's clunky. And there's like awkward pauses. And then it seems like they just realize, yeah, we should probably get back on the same page. Yeah. And so Naya hits uh uh what is it? She to to with a power bomb, yeah. Yeah, it hits her with that, yeah, that nasty, like one hour one arm power bomb. And uh, and that was the match right there.
2: Yeah, there's this um, really kind of clunky bit where, three. where where Charlotte is kind of on Nia's shoulders. And it's like, it takes a while for her to get off that position to transition to like a like a dragon uh, sleeper almost. And then, yeah, reverse yeah. DDT. but it was all
1: they were just there for a second. Yeah. And I, at that point, I was like, OK, it's just taking him longer to get on the same page than it should. Um, but I feel like at that point, it wasn't like a shoot because they weren't doing anything except, OK, how do we get out of this and and continue our match? um so according to pw insider there was an element to this their sources backstage there was an article today from pw insider mm-hmm. there were, you know there are some legitimate issues that they said that played that did that that the two played into during the match but nothing happened afterwards backstage mm-hmm. um it just seemed like a couple of people who are maybe comfortable getting chippy with each other and they started really messing with each other in the ring then they got it back together that finish was crazy, though. Like, it, that was a nasty one arm powerbomb. And, uh, and it was, it was a clean win for Nia Jax. Yeah. It's pretty surprising. And she was, looked, she looked gassed by the end. I mean, it was a 15 minute match It was, or so. it was long. like a it's, 10, 15 minute match. It's interesting how they've been
2: booking Charlotte as top heel in the women's division. And then, like, Nia is, is, uh, you know, seemingly top heel now, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, it was it was interesting. Curious to see where they take that. I wouldn't shock me if they if they ran it back next week. Another mm-hmm. championship contender man. Maybe Charlotte will win this one. You know, they they like to trade off a little bit back and forth during their builds. Yeah. Um, and then maybe we'll get some. Maybe we'll get an actual Extreme Rules match of some sort at Could Extreme be. Rules. Could you know, be. I wouldn't Could mind be. seeing that.
2: No, no. After that, we had a John Morrison promo. We talked about how he's supposed to have a match against the Miz, but the Miz no showed. Um, and then uh, Morrison says, I promised my acting coach that I would prove that I'm the better man. Um, oh, the bigger man, sorry. And mm-hmm. uh, he says, I still want to prove that. So I asked for a match. It was granted a match against the largest human he knows, in which was Amos. <laughs> so uh, he tells this to Amos, and Amos says, well, sucks to be you. And he walks off, and Mor- Morrison just says, yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love morrison he's great uh we had this match and we sort of talked about it already it wasn't much to speak of morrison was trying to cut down the big man uh with some like you know uh, clever looking athletic stuff but uh in the end Amos moss hits his finish screams this is my house to morrison yeah. uh and uh and yeah uh at the end of that match because aj's already out there we go xavier woods comes out for his match it was aj styles And I'm telling you, man, Xavier Woods is like he's on a mission right now, like to be one of those guys, you know? And I think it's because King of the Rings coming up and he obviously is going to feature prominently in that. You would hope so, Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because this is a – it was a terrific match with just some very basic, excellent storytelling. Mm -hmm. AJ working the knee of Xavier Woods Mm -hmm. towards the finish, gets him in the calf crusher, and Xavier is able to climb to the ropes, climb to the ropes, and he reaches out and he, he just can't hit it. He has to tap out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a really classic, classically booked wrestling match. I thought it was really good.
2: Yeah, it was good. It was solid. Uh, then we got our main event, RK Bro versus, versus Bobby Lashley, MVP. Uh, AJ sticks around, joins commentary, and just really talks crap about MVP the entire match.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Parla says. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Tag, Tag titles. Tag titles. Oh man, yeah. If you get those on uh, Lashley and MVP, I mean, basically it's a one-on-two match. <laughs> he, <laughs> he basically says MVP and Corey Graves is wait a second. Seriously, MVP is say MVP's the weakest link here. And AJ just sort of laughs at him. It's great. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. So uh, down the stretch, Orton set up for an RKO and MVP. Lashley is about to get in the ring, so Orton uh, uh, turns towards him, boots him, hits him with the draping DDT. He's then looking for an RKO on Lashley, but then MVP boots Orton. Sends him to the ring post. Lashley gets tagged in. Uh, hits a bunch of moves on Orton. Hits a neckbreaker. Set up for a hurt lock. Uh, instead, Orton tries for an RKO. Uh, Lashley, though, pushes him into his own corner. So Riddle tags in. He goes on a run. Looks for an exploder, which Lashley blocks. Riddle then hits a ripcord knee instead. Goes up top. Hits a floating bro. MVP breaks up that pin by stomping on Riddle's foot. And then Orton gets in. MVP toss him, tosses him out of the ring. Uh, so MVP gets tagged in, uh, boots Riddle. He's looking for his finish instead. Uh, Riddle escapes that, hits a kick on MVP. Uh, meanwhile, on the floor, Lashley tries to ram Orton to the ring post. Orton reverses that, pushes Lashley into the ring post. Uh, and I don't know why this wasn't a DQ, because the ref saw all of this. Orton walks over by Amos.
1: Amos grabs him. The ref sees it. The ref is in the frame. Looking. He's watching this happen. looking. He's watching this happen. That should have been a DQ right there. It's,
2: didn't call a DQ. Riddle uh, kicks uh, Amos, uh, and then Orton hits the belly to back on AJ onto the announce table, and then Riddle hits MVP with a, 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 a final flash knee, floating bro to get the win. Uh, afterwards, Lashley hits the ring, uh, hits Riddle with a spear as he's celebrating. He's, he's getting set up for a hurt lock, and then Orton hits him with an RKO. I don't know how that um, was a DQ, though.
1: I, I'll say this: well, I don't mind it just because it's like okay, he's he's got him like he's choking him, but like in any basketball game, sometimes they let the players play. Sometimes the refs clamp this, this down. Is
2: all I'm asking for: consistency, consistency. We've seen far less lead to a DQ,
1: far less. I'm playing devil's advocate. I think there are certain situations you're totally right and I'm totally on board with you. Amos initiated some contact, but he didn't really follow through with it.
2: Doesn't matter if he laid his hand on on Randy by the letter of the rule, that's a DQ. Now if the if the inverse was true, if Orton put his hands on Amos, obviously not a DQ because Orton was the one who initiated the contact. It's like a blocker charge here, you know. Um uh, uh Amos initiated the contact. Was the one choking Orton in full view of the referee?
1: Should have been. Well, he was holding him. I don't know if he's choking him. Regardless, he had his hands on him. It should have been a DQ. You a fan of uh, instant replay in uh, in uh, baseball and football and basketball for that matter?
2: Uh,
1: I am uh, for the most part, yes. For the most part. For the yeah. most part. I love I love the element of human error. Yep. I love like oh man, these refs can get this stuff wrong, and you just have to deal with it. As opposed to let's let's analyze it down to the See, I think down it's most
2: important bit. in football okay. because the speed of the game is sure. especially you know, it's so fast yeah. that it's easy to miss stuff. I like yeah. it least in baseball because I think mm-hmm. so much of baseball is about human error. Like Enforcer sent me a, a thing the other day of, of a guy, a pitcher threw a fastball right down the middle of the plate. You can't get more of a strike. Mm-hmm. It was literally waist high, middle of the plate. Ref called it a ball. Wow. Yeah. Just a
1: straight fast ball right down you the know, middle. You the just plate. Gotta, it's you just gotta be like, hey, you know, ref was drinking that day, you know. He was uh he had, he had his vision was impaired because he had too much of the of the Bret Hart rum. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are you
2: gonna buy a bunch of that?
1: <laughs> we Maybe should you should do, do going in raw math on
2: Bret Hart's rum.
1: <laughs> there you go. I think that's a great idea. Uh we got an NXT tonight. We do. Uh um, we got a preview here. Johnny Gargano and LA Knight. John. Yeah. Are going to collide on NXT.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh Tommaso Champa looks to get even with Ridge Holland.
1: Uh Kyle O'Reilly looks to Oh, by the way, we talk about fightful select here on the show because they're great. They are. Great. Uh, they they had a, a nice little write up about Tommaso Ciampa. I won't ruin it, but he talks about his. Uh, he he sort of walks back a little bit. Some comments bit. he made about not bit. wanting to be on Raw or SmackDown. So yeah, it's consistent
2: with, with, with what he had said prior. But yeah,
1: they've told him he's uh, going to be on Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to jump off the uh, uh, NXT sinking ship? Yeah, sure. I don't want to work 300 days. Uh, but no, it's an interesting ride. To go check out five. Yeah, plus it definitely great. is. Definitely is. Uh, Kyle, oh, you yeah, uh, you got the Kyle O'Reilly one? You, you're no. you in the
2: process of reading it.
1: Kyle O'Reilly looks to humble.
2: Duke Hudson. Oh, Duke. Steve, Steve is rooting for Duke Hudson.
1: 1, Duke's about to tap out.
2: You got that right. Heel hook for Duke. Uh, mm-hmm. NXT UK champion Ilya Dragunov rolls back into NXT.
1: Oh, nice. That's awesome. What if he's going to a match. And then uh, Ikemen Jiro uh, accepts Roderick Strong's open challenge. Ah, Roderick Strong will notch a real victory now. Not like his fake loss from last week against uh, uh, whoever that was. Who did he fight last week? The
2: heavyweights that didn't count.
1: Yeah, the heavyweights that don't count. It was Ilya. That's right. It was Ilya. He was, that's who Matt right. Bevin says was a heavyweight. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> let's go ahead and answer some questions. Sure. Uh, here in the Twitch chat, do us a favor. Highlight your message. And uh, maybe we'll read it. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm over here on the Patreon. Let me load this. Load this some bitch up. Here we go. All right. First up from uh, J Ship. Raw's tag team division feels a lot like a lot of thrown together teams. Which proper tag team takes the belts off RK Bro? Uh, and, where do some, and where do some of the thrown-together wrestlers go from their teams? I don't know exactly how you do it, but the New Day uh, take him off RK, bro, as part of uh, uh, Big E coming over via the draft and mixing up with Lashley and the WWE title and Orton wanting the WWE title and the tag teams You craft some sort of cool story like that. Or a Viking Raiders take him. That's also a good idea.
2: Uh, the Real Chesnut says, can Naya be booked to be Nikki's supervillain or has that ship uh, fully sailed and
1: crashed? Dude, they all can be great supervillain. I mean, think about it. There's an entire rogues gallery potentially for Nikki A.S.H., including Charlotte, who literally dresses like Thanos. Yeah. Uh, you've got, yeah, Naya Jax looks like supervillain. S. Yes. Uh, you got uh, Alexa Bliss clearly is a supervillain. Shayna as well. Shayna. Yeah, the Queen of Spades. That's a a supervillain moniker right there. Mm -hmm. And then even if they want to turn Rhea, she looks like a supervillain. Yeah. It's all great. I know. I know. Eva Marie. Yeah.
2: Uh, Khan's King says that park was right across from the arena where they filmed the bit. So Ah. confirmed 24-7 segment in Oklahoma City.
1: They do it week to week. Sounds right. Anthony R. It seems they got the message. On no more consecutive rematches, but it seems that they're now teasing feuds and dropping any mention of them next week. Did this raw script feel rewritten to you? Oh, yeah, Anthony. We talked about that ahead of the show. He obviously wrote this yesterday when I posted the thread, so he doesn't know that. But, yeah, this episode clearly was written and rewritten a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Fiella, when they eventually do break up, do you think Riddle turning on Randy would be better? And could have been uh, and could have a better story be told than just Randy RKOing Riddle. Out of nowhere, I love the idea of Riddle turning on Randy. I don't think they would do it because you would probably kill the fans if he turns on Randy. So, yeah. no. The whole point of
2: this is to build Riddle up into a huge baby face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if they could do it in a way that'd be... Just one of those badass things. You know, it's like, oh, cool people doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They're not savvy enough to do that. No. He's uh, an attraction.
2: Uh, Tuck Tuck 23. Who would either of you like to see the win the King of the Ring and why? Let's, Xavier Woods is the obvious answer. Correct. Let's set Xavier Woods aside. Okay. Somebody else to win King of the Ring. <sighs> I'm going to say Apollo Crews.
1: Oh, that's the answer. That's the only answer because he talks about, you know, being basically Nigerian royalty. Oh, that's the only answer there is. That's great. Can't do better than it. Uh, let's see. Pop punk Bob Ross. What do you think the plan is for Alexa Bliss? She's an attraction. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Alexa get me Bliss. coughing again. Huh? I know. Uh, uh i don't know yeah she uh she challenged uh charlotte and then that didn't happen she came out and said hi charlotte and then did she and then it's nothing yeah how weird is that so i don't know what the story is uh, they don't they don't have a plan
2: they don't know what the story is that's they don't the know problem. what the
1: story is that's clear yeah that's clear uh,
2: Cosmic Night Fury, I realize why it can't happen because of the action figure deals, but how badass would have been if Rhea Ripley accepted Damian Priest's U.S. T- uh, Championship Open Challenge. That would add a lot of new layers to her character, portraying her as a true badass with a mean streak. That justifies her stepping up to a giant dude like Priest.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if they could have her be like, I don't know, I could see her as the next China. I could see that. They, they're never going to do it. That, that would that's never going to happen. be cool. It'd be cool. I don't know. Well, apparently, the Raw ratings are in as well. 1.9
2: million. What? That's pretty good. Good for them. Uh, Tronin says, Raw did was 1.91 million last night. People literally have to be watching this show just out of habit at this point. Tronin says, I am personally guilty of this. I literally have it on my TV while I'm playing video games. the shame that this is easily the worst wrestling program that airs throughout the week and still gets these numbers.
1: You know, dude, I mean... I think I think a lot of people, and I don't know. I, I think I think there's plenty of people out there who just enjoy it because they. Enjoy it. I mean, that's like what Night by Night says here all the time. If Night by Night's here, it's, you know, I just enjoy it because I enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't pick it apart. I don't I don't overanalyze <laughs> it. I just enjoy it to enjoy it. It's kind of like I was watching somebody posted on uh, Twitter. I think a quick clip of uh, a CM Punk versus Triple H contract signing Mm -hmm. when CM Punk was saying I you think I hate WWE I don't I love this place and I want to see it be better Triple H says tons of people love this place the way it is you're just trying to get ahead as long as you're on top you want to see it be better as long as you're on top you're a hypocrite right yeah remember that one yeah yeah yeah. I think Triple H is right I think tons of people just like it for what it is they like it because they like it you know but I think there's an element a lot of people that is probably listeners of going in raw who are in the punk category. They, they want to see it get better. They watch it. They continue to watch it because, hey, it might get better. There's mm. going to be good points. There's going to be memorable points, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it could happen at any time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, white brownie should WB start having both King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring matches next week. They might wait till after the draft because if the finals are going to be at the at crown jewel, that's what, mid-October? That's after the draft, right?
1: That's right after the draft. Yeah.
2: So they might might do it after the draft.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd think that they'd announce it at some point though. Uh let's see here. Uh Moses opposes. Let's say Shanky and Veer go into the tag division together. Who would you pair gender up with to create a new tag team going forward? So Shanky and Veer are out. Yeah. I say have gender and drew McIntyre thousand percent make amends Two man band. I think they would be hilarious together. They'd be fun. I always say this. We need a new APA, make them the new APA gender. Always looks like he's having tons of fun. I know. And same, same with drew though.
2: Yeah, totally. I think that'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Two man band.
2: Yep. Two man band. There's your gimmick right there.
1: Maggie asked, Steve, you caught up on heels yet? Not yet. I need to do, I might do that tonight. I might do that tonight. Isn't uh isn't punk at episode three? Yeah, Ricky Rabies or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Eddie Brock's Venom. At what point should Bobby just turn on MVP because he's the weak link? He loses every match he's in, and when they tag, that gives Bobby an L as well. Well, for one thing, Eddie Brock's Venom. They don't have rankings uh in WWE, so I don't think Bobby Lashley cares much about L's. Uh and number two. I assume that MVP is an excellent, excellent manager who Lashley appreciates that he's willing to get physical even though he's past his prime. So I would say he should not turn on uh, MVP uh, because he doesn't need a tag team partner. He needs uh, a great manager.
2: Yeah, agreed. Agreed.
1: Uh, Let's see here. A couple more questions. Michael Migand says, do you think there's ever been any serious intent behind the older matches that WWE adds to their YouTube channel, and any chance that a higher view rate can influence any of their booking decisions, such as rekindling old feuds or bringing back legends. I would love. I would. I would love to say that that would be a potential driving force. I. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think that when they historically, when they've seen big numbers on YouTube, in the immediate, they they push things. Like for example, when they saw how good the and this isn't a good example. It's not a. It's not an example that I think is is a positive one, but Lashley and Lana Mm -hmm. would do huge numbers on YouTube. Yeah. And I think that probably fed into them doing more. Yeah, definitely. does. Um, But in terms of putting up old matches on YouTube, if they did really well, I don't necessarily think that would play into the booking decisions, but I guess you never
2: know. Yeah, you never know, but I'd be pretty surprised if that were the
1: case. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> this is great. Kenny T says, I simmed several years into the 2K20 universe mode, and somehow Naomi became the United States champion. <laughs> he That's says, power rank top five intergender dream matches. I like the Rhea Ripley Damian Priest idea. That's interesting. He says, my number one is Charlotte versus Seth. Ooh, that could be a good one. I'm going to say Charlotte versus uh, Brock Lesnar.
2: Ooh, that'd be good.
1: Yeah. That would be good. Naomi versus Roman Reigns. So like, give me my husband back. That's good, too. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, And one last one. Uh, Wolf Pack for life. Just has an observation, but it's one that I think you and I both agree with. Says, uh, I love segments that multiple divisions interact with each other. and makes the mm-hmm. show feel like the same mm-hmm. universe. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I love, even even when it's something small like Rhea Ripley coming out, you know, right at the tail end of a segment, it all feels like they're all in the same boat. And exactly. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's always great. Whenever you can get multiple storylines kind of interweaving with each other, it's always.
1: hmm absolutely uh all right well that's gonna do it for us thanks everybody for tuning in. we appreciate it friendo club tv members we'll be back at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern for power rank things that we need to see happen at aews all out thanks for watching till next time we'll talk to you later
2: goodbye